Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millennial Love, the independent Lifestyle Desk's weekly podcast on love, dating and relationships. Hosted by me, Rachel Hosey, Assistant Lifestyle Editor. And me, Olivia Petter, Lifestyle Writer. There are endless podcasts out there about dating, but we didn't feel any of them really reflected our own experiences as two ladies in our 20s battling through the joys and struggles of single life today. And that's why we decided to launch Millennial Love. This week, we are thrilled to welcome reality TV star, entrepreneur and podcaster, Jamie Lang. Hello. Oh, hi. Sorry, I didn't realise that was my... That was your cue to say hi. I, do you know what? You got, your, your voices are so soothing at oh, the beginning. It really made me just feel great. I feel, I feel great <laughs> listening to your voice at the beginning. It's like a very good podcast voice beginning. Thank you, Jamie. That's so kind of you. I think it starts off well, and then I get increasingly shrill, and then just start <laughs> belly laughing. Yeah. I've decided I need to work on my laugh. Well, it's, it, it's, like, it's like a relationship, right? It starts off super great <gasps> and just nice and pleasant, and then it just turns out awful. It's a great analogy. <laughs> Every There's time. A laugh. There's a laugh. We're only 10 seconds in and we got it. Oh, Christ. For anyone who doesn't know, Jamie is best known for appearing on everyone's favourite West London-based reality TV series, Made in Chelsea, which he's been on for, is it seven years? 70 years, yes. <laughs> I've been on for 70 years. So it's a load of Botox. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. No, I think seven years. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. However, he's also got his own sweet company, Candy Kittens, which are... Delicious! Oh my god, they are. Bit disappointed so you didn't good. bring us any, to be honest. I, guys, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Honestly, I was at the office and then I <laughs> normally have bags and I just didn't bring you any. It's so really okay. We'll let you off. I'm, I'll send loads. Thanks. They're vegan. They're delicious. Olivia's a vegan. <laughs> you're I a vegan. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're apparently um, the best person in the, the world. The best person and in the, the world. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Really irritating and made me change my sweet. <laughs> yeah. God, judgy. <laughs> But it, uh, supposedly 60, uh, 20% of 16 tw- to 24-year-old girls are, are vegan Yeah, now. it's Good massive. It's that. growing now. That There's apparently you. 7% of the population in the UK are vegan. Another right. little fact before we kick off the podcast, because i got loads of facts. <laughs> Do you know why um, uh, James Bond has a martini shaken, not stirred? No. Supposedly, it's because when you shake a martini, the water from the ice and the alcohol separate. When you stir it, they mix. So actually, he's just drinking water and not getting drunk. Of the, well, My whole <laughs> life's been a lie. <laughs> no, because he's James Bond, so he's pretending to get drunk. Oh, uh, quite clever, actually. Yeah. Also, because... Okay. Yeah, it's, I'm so sorry, just go... Ahead. <laughs> 90% of photos ever taken in history were taken last year. No, yeah, really? Because of selfies and things like that. For you'd real? Be, you'd be so good at pub quizzes. Do you do that? Yeah, I you host should. them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I host them. Where is that stat from? Just plucked it from the air. Okay. (laughs) I got another one more stat. Do you want to hear this one? Okay, this is actually... Do you know what the Apple logo is? The Apple logo? 
This is very good. So uh, Alan Turing, Alex Turing, who's the, uh, from the... Have you watched The Imitation Game? Alan yeah. Turing. Yeah. Uh, Alan yeah. Turing, yeah. He invented the first computer ever, which uh, broke the name of code, won us the war, amazing guy, kept it a secret for so many years. Mm. Also a gay guy. Uh, back in the day, being gay was illegal yeah. and had the choice of being chemi ke chemically castrated or being put in prison. He chose chemical castration because he wanted to work on his computers. I mean, a horrendous thing to do mm. to anyone. Oh uh, and it sent him completely crazy and he committed suicide. Uh, and it's a known fact, all these kind of things. And the way he committed suicide, he didn't want anyone to know it was on purpose. He wanted to look like it was a mistake, especially his mother. So he used to play around with cyanide for his computers. Where are you going with this? Because we have to be quite careful about telling suicide stories. No, it's not. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a suicide story. It's a very good one. So he, uh, what is sort of, so the way he committed suicide was he injected an apple with cyanide and took a bite out of it. And that's why Steve Jobs called it Apple in respect for Alan Turin, no who made the first computer. I didn't know that. That's yeah. really Fair interesting. Play. Fair play. Do you like the ending of that one? Yeah, yeah. I was a bit like, what are you doing with this? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, back to my introduction about Jamie. Go for it. Um, <laughs> Jamie also hosts a podcast called Private Parts, which is wonderful, hilarious, refreshingly open, which as loyal listeners to Millennial Love will know, we are all about. I'm very open. Yeah, we love this. <laughs> we I love to overshare. Speaking of which, Livy, what you've been up to? What's going on? Um, I have not had any dates in the last week. Where is me? But I have been busy this weekend practicing for a gig that I've got coming up in a few weeks, playing the guitar. So and I've just been singing, singing about all of the boys that don't love me. That's what I've been doing. Is, Lovely. Is that where you get your inspiration from? Are you quite Taylor Swift? In I that try. Sense? I actually really try not to because it's. I find it really cringeworthy. And then. And then once I do these gigs, people then come up to me and ask me about the lyrics and like, oh my God, was this about this person? Was this about that person? So now I try to avoid writing about very obvious relationship things. And wait, and you, you play guitar and sing? Yeah. Very well, might I add. Wow. Thank you, Rachel. Mm. Yeah. Yes, and, everyone and come to her gig. Yes, come along, 25th of April at the Troubadour. Woo. And you dance as well? <laughs> Are you a no, triple I threat? Should, I, I should, should try. Can I dance in the background? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Interpretive dance. Mm, yes, my forte. In I could wear that tutu. Do you know what I did? I'm not wearing a tutu. Okay, pleated <laughs> skirt. Actually, it's a bit like a romantic tutu from the ballet days. Um, I did interpretive dance at Leeds University. I thought I was going geez. to do theatre performance as a degree. Yeah, I wow. turned up there. I thought it was theatre performance. I thought I was going to act, and turns out it was just uh, inter interpretive dance. <gasps> and there were eighty people in my year, and uh, out of the eighty people, two of them were guys. Me and this other guy. The other guy left, and I'm camp as it is. So, <laughs> so literally, I had to be the bulb within the flower, and all the <laughs> petals, all the girls came off, and I had to come out from the middle. <laughs> I hated it. I really hated it. <laughs> I hated that it. That's so good. Amazing. That's fun. What have um, you been doing, Rach? Well, so I mentioned last podcast that I had two first dates set up. I went on the first one and it went pretty well. However, I discovered the guy has a peanut allergy, which is highly problematic because you know, peanut butter is my main food group. So we'll see. We'll see how that progresses. And then the second one, I actually cancelled because I just I couldn't be asked, which sounds really bad. That is bad. I know, but I know. <laughs> what, like how what? many minutes before the no, date? No, no, so like the morning of okay. the date. Okay. And that, so, and I, you know, made up a lie. What did you say? Um, <laughs> I said... I'm eating peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really busy Make, with my face <laughs> in peanut butter. <laughs> Make it really sexy. Sorry, I've eaten two pots of peanut butter. <laughs> One of them was crunchy and I'm really not feeling good. <laughs> I've been on the toilet all day. <laughs> then he'd never press you again. Yeah, yeah. You alone. won't fancy me. I won't fancy you. <laughs> There's probably no point in this one. So let's just pass. 
that wasn't what I said. Thank you very much. Um, I said uh, my friend had had a bad fall downstairs. And <laughs> Shut! No, you didn't. So no, you didn't. <laughs> and um, and I said that she had to go to hospital, so I have to go and visit her. And I'm an awful human. But but here's my no argument. wait. Hang on. No, don't skip over but that. That's lol. Is. If he's listening to this right now. <laughs> yeah. Would you? What I said to you, Livy, before I was like, what should I say? And you were like, he's not going to listen. And no, now, I well, I didn't realise that was the um, excuse you gave. Uh, I I once got arrested. <laughs> I, yeah, I once got arrested in in a pharmacy store that I probably won't say what it is. <laughs> and I I was I was shoplifting because I had my wallet taken. I was at university, I had no money, and I was shoplifting some toothbrushes and things like that. And it was the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just said that like it was so. Yeah, I was shoplifting like, <laughs> like I was shoplifting TVs and <laughs> I didn't sell them on. It was literally toothbrush and toothpaste. Anyway. Long story short, I was rugby tackled to the ground, taken to the back room, and I was arrested by the security then. They said, you were trying to shoplift. I said, no, I wasn't. At first, if you're trying to shoplift, don't walk into a pharmacy store wearing a bright red jacket with like beige blonde hair, <laughs> looking so <laughs> suspicious and sketchy. <laughs> anyway, they said to me, um, oh, why are you shoplifting? And they went to me, this is really, this is really bad, it relates to your story. They went, why are you shoplifting? You look like you have money, you've got a really nice watch on. And I said, my dad gave it to me on his deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's fully alive. <laughs> <laughs> Were well, you nervous about tempting fate, though? Well, are you nervous about yeah, it? I was. <laughs> I was like, shit, my friend's going to fall down the stairs. I was being arrested. You tried to get out of a date. I mean, that's two different things. Well, anyway, 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 anyway. But no, but my argument is, is that I just decided I didn't want to. And why do I have to force myself to do something I don't want to do? It wasn't like I was cancelling half an hour before. That's quite rude. And like... I just decided I wanted some me time. I wanted a night in. I, di I, I didn't want to go and get drunk again because I'd been quite drunk the past two nights. <laughs> and I, I just, you know, I'm not saying I won't go out with him or reschedule it. I'm just saying, I, 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 wonder, I feel like if I'm not in the zone, I'm not going to be on top form and I'm not going to have a good time. And so I, I don't regret it. However, the irony is I did then watch... About time, this like you know, this <gasps> Richard Curtis film. Oh, I know, and ended yeah. up bawling my eyes out to that, which then transgressed into me just generally feeling rather upset about my own love life, which is rare because that's literally never happened to me before. I've never actually sort of got actually upset about being single. Because on the whole, I really like it. But about time really kicked me off. So the irony is, I cancelled my date and then started crying, thinking no one's ever gonna love me, or I'm never gonna find anyone I love anyway. But so, but this is interesting. I think I feel like with dating though, dating people feel like they need to be on like form to go and do it and things like that. Mm. But in fact, you don't really. It's just because you should have like the confidence in yourself to be like, you know what, I'm badass. So they need to entertain me. I don't need to entertain them. They need to entertain me because they're lucky enough to go on a date with me. Well, exactly. And I didn't want to go. Fair enough. <laughs> fair, enough. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So it's just the pot of peanut butter. You yeah. know, crying into <laughs> a <laughs> That movie is so sad. Oh, it's so sad. It's so good, though. Do you know what I watched as well the other day? Mm, is yeah. um, The Time Traveller's Wife. Oh, oh, that's also so oh, good. What? It's always Rachel McAdams. She gets you weeping. Yeah, the bloody notebook. Christ. Oh, and also, Rachel McAdams doesn't age. No, no right. she's right, ageless. Yeah. She just stays the same age forever. It's weird. A lot of people in Hollywood do that. I wonder what their secret is. <laughs> Gene Hackman has always been old. I mean, it's always, always been old. Never changed either. Jamie, have you been doing anything fun recently? What have I been doing recently? Um, do you know what? I am, I went down. I went. It was Easter recently, it right? Was. So I went to my mum's house and I took 
Uh, I'm seeing a girl at the moment. Mm. Her name is Eloise, and I took her down to meet my parents for Big the first deal. time. Oh, Big wow. deal. Big deal. Did it go well? Uh, I think it did go well. <laughs> I, I, the problem with me, what I do, and I think I always do this, if I bring someone into sort of environment, I try to, do you ever do this where you sort of, you, you tell the stories for them and you finish, yeah. so I'm so worried that they're going to feel awkward. So they'll, so my That's parents. exactly what happened in about time. It is. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> Just Slowly. don't start crying when I tell oh, the story. <laughs> <laughs> so when my parents or whoever ask, the, ask her a question, I'll say, well, she lived in France, and she goes, <laughs> and her middle name is this and that. And I do all these kind of things, which is pointless. You should actually allow someone to breathe rather yeah. than <gasps> over... Compensating but for nothing. But when you're with someone new as well, I think you're probably quite proud and quite excited. You're like, well, she's so great because she does this and she does all this. And mm. you kind of want to like show off them a bit. Yeah, because she has to be more modest if she answers the questions herself. Whereas you can be like, these are all the amazing things she's done. That is true. And you do show, but also I have a real big problem with. Uh, you know when you're first in a relationship, right? It doesn't matter if you're dead, you kind of. You, you, you're pretty promiscuous with each other. You, mm. Sex is kind of a big thing. Having sex in your parents' house is weird. weird it's yeah. weird. I don't like it. Yeah, I have not done that. You haven't done that? No. You've never had sex in your parents' house? No. Never ever? I bed at home. Do you? Yeah. So you've never done that? No. Well, I, yeah, I've done that. I've, I've had sex yeah. in my mum's bed. That was, the, that was the even weird. Should I tell you the story? Yes. Please do. Oh I've never done that. Okay, <laughs> I kid you not. This is. I actually should share this on my own podcast. <laughs> met, this, met this girl once who... Uh, How old were you? I was... I'll set the scene. I must yeah. be about 20 years old at Leeds University, young gun, you know, just loving life. Yeah. Uh, and one of those, at that age where you really don't have any issues, the only issue is you're worried about dying. That's literally the only problem yeah. that you have, right? And I came out of, do you remember that club Mama Lange's? Or uh, do you remember Mama Lange's? There was a club called Mama Lange's on the King's Road. Mm -hmm. Came out of there. And it was, I went through a period at university where I wasn't, I don't, think, I don't think I was that sexy towards girls. I think I was really <laughs> unsexy. So I had like six months to probably a year where no one really fancied me. And I don't know. I think it was, I was quite small. I, I was just quite like happy-go-lucky. Yeah. And everyone liked DJs and people who smoked weed and things like that. And I didn't smoke weed, so I wasn't that mm -hmm. cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was all kind of those kind of vibe at university. Anyway, walked out the club and this girl hit me on the butt. And I was like, oh my God, that's cool. She slapped you on the arm? She slapped me on the butt. Wow. Okay, her name, what was her name? Oh, yeah, it was. Don't worry. <laughs> cool, I'm going to sing like a canary. <laughs> her name, what was it? I can't remember her name. And I would tell you. Uh, anyway, long story short, we went back to my house. and the I house in Leeds? No, this was in London. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. We're in London. Went back to my house in London, just off Sloan Square it was at the time. I was, my mum had a, a flat that I was staying at. Uh, anyway, it was a, a ground floor and lower ground floor flat. We started watching The Sixth Sense. It was like 4am or 3am after a nightclub. Clever we were, tactic. Oh, I'm so scared. Yeah, Hold yeah, me. yeah, yeah. I was terrified. <laughs> I, was, I was honestly, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, let's watch this really scary movie. But at the same time, you're like, oh my God, it's actually fucking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's so scary. Can you actually please stay? I'm <laughs> <That> was me. <laughs> or I have to wait until it starts to get light again. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, long story short, we go downstairs and uh, we, I was sort of wooing her and I I was like, this is pretty exciting, you know, nothing's really happened to me for six months, to a year. <laughs> and, really a year. Yeah, a year and a half. Anyway, and I walked towards my bedroom and she said, no, no, this bedroom's nicer. And it was my mum's bedroom. So I thought, okay, well, then, you know, hey, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to just go against anything right now. Your mum was away. She was, she was away. Right. She wasn't there. Anyway, we go into the bedroom and we start sort of kissing and things like that. And she says to me, she says, um... You should put on your mum's clothes, and I went. Oh, I went. Uh, okay, again, I'm not saying no to anything at this point. <laughs> so my mum's tank top was in the corner, so I 
put on my mum's tank top that was, you know, my mum's little. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And then we started hooking up more and she was like, you should put on her shoes. And oh. I thought, oh, this is weird. This okay. Is so, so I went and put on my mum's high heel <laughs> shoes. Anyway, we started... You, this girl. Well, turns out no. I, I still haven't seen the video anywhere. Anyway, should we <laughs> imagine? Anyway, we then uh, had sex, and I was wearing my mum's high-heeled shoes and her tank top. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah, Did she ever explain? And you never no, asked. I just you never like, asked. I just want to have sex. No, I just, <laughs> I just don't care. I'll just do anything. I'll do anything now. I will do anything. <laughs> I mean, that's my story of being single. Play, you know, in yeah. some sense, you know, yeah. that's what you're into. I wasn't really into it. I no, just, I mean, again. No, that's what she's into. <laughs> it was weird. It was very, very weird. interesting. Also, like, not only did she slap your ass, but then she... she yeah, <laughs> Promiscu is like, forward. Really, yeah. Very she, forward yeah. girl. So if you're listening to this and you know who you are, it was a wonderful experience. <laughs> that's the thing. You have to be quite bold to sort of reveal what you're into or do something a bit out of the ordinary on the first time you're sleeping with someone mm. maybe she was just i'm never going to see him again let's do it but this is funny with you guys so on when you first dates right this is or, or when you first start getting into a relationship you kind of you uphold you kind of it's it's you like hold back. you hold back yeah, don't you massively. so do you guys do that as well do you sort of you give all the best bits rather oh, than yeah. trying to of and it's tough right at the beginning right can that's how you sort of jump into things far too quickly exactly and that brings us on to what we're going to talk about today. What a good segue. No worries, I'm used to this. <laughs> can tell this guy has some podcasting experience. Um, so, yes, the main two things we're going to discuss today are unrequited love, big dramatic one. Mm -hmm. And this is not really a snappy way to sum this up, but essentially it's this concept that I think a lot of people can relate to is that when you start seeing someone new, you fall really hard for them and suddenly you're smitten. And then sometimes you, you sort of, pull yourself back and like suddenly go, whoa, oh God, no, that was too much, too quick. And yeah, so I'm sure we'll have a lot to say about that. First up, however, let's do bio of the week, yeah. which Olivia was going to read out because obviously I'm on my dating app detox, but Olivia's dropped her piece of paper with this written down okay, on. Okay, we're just going to say that. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with the listeners here. They yeah. deserve to know the truth. I got a bit overexcited and flustered and my paper is gone. Anyway, I'll read it out instead. Can we also talk about your t-shirt? Oh, oh yes, so Rachel is wearing a beautiful Bumble branded <laughs> t-shirt, which I questioned her on earlier because I have the same one and I only wear it like to sleep in. But Rachel's just proudly wearing hers today. Okay, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, listen. I'm not. I'm not scathing you. I like it too. Yeah, yeah. I know. We we don't mind it. That's that's not that's <laughs> not the question. The question is that we you know we, we we're recording this uh, you know in the offices and things like. That. So you walk around just saying bumble on it, which I think screams single, but that's fine. <laughs> this whole podcast <laughs> screams single. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. You guys could be you know that screams single <laughs> in a really <laughs> lovely in a really, way. Yeah, just very advertising sweet way. my single status. But do you know what? Seeing as I am on my dating app detox which is basically I've quit dating my dating apps and I'm seeing how it goes this is arguably like saying I may not actually be using them right now but I am single but that's not what I was planning when I put this on I just thought the colours were quite nice and springy and one with my skirt they look lovely but it is the point where you go when you're getting food or something like that and someone comes up and goes oh what is your your teacher says umble and you go no it, it's, it says bumble and they go oh Oh, like the app, and you go, yep, yeah, exactly. Could it be the start exactly. of a blossoming romance? Because that person could then be like, oh, are you single? Oh, well, let's go grab a coffee. Well, exactly, guys. I'll report back. Um, the best things are meet cutes. They really are. They just Jamie, don't happen. So we've been talking about meet cutes on previous episodes. Have you? Yeah. you get it? I, I, will, I, I met my... Uh, 
current girlfriend or girl that I'm seeing through a meet cute. Did you? Yeah. <gasps> It's, it's, I mean, it's so sweet. So meet cutes are the best thing one. It's all that kind of moment. And you, and also I think we're, we're probably all sort of, uh, you know, we're romanticized about things and, and we all like, you know, I, we always want that Disney sort of ending, right? Mm, and that's yeah. kind of what, yeah, it doesn't happen. No. <laughs> oh, Romance no way. It's dark and evil and yeah. horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I was in a restaurant and uh, this, I went to the bathroom and as I was going towards the bathroom, I sort of bumped into this girl and we had a sort of moment between us and she was so cute and we all, and it was like, oh, hi, hi, sorry. And it was, and it, and it lasted longer than a quick bump and in. It was, a, you right. know, a couple seconds or a second longer and I was like, oh. And I was like, and I almost went, did you feel that? <laughs> did, did you feel that moment? <laughs> I almost wanted to say that to her, but we didn't. She went and sat down. I was actually, my, I was, I basically floated down the stairs. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> anyway, came back up and went back to my friends. I said, there's a girl in the corner that I swear to God, we just had a moment with. And like, there's not like a moment that I've had before. And yeah. this is probably where you go into like everything. I was like, I'm going to marry this girl. I'm, I'm, <laughs> this is it. I've never met her before. Anyway, I got the maitre d' over and said to him, excuse me, sir, uh, because uh, that's I got up to go and give the girl my number because I had this whole like thing this year. If you meet someone, have a meet cute, you go and ask them for their number and do those yeah, kind of things. It. And all of the listeners out there, that's what you should do. You should 100% go and w w regret is the worst thing. If you fancy someone, go and tell them right mm. now. Mm. Now, anyway, now. Now. Well, you told this story on your podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I didn't realize Did, that was her. That was I her. Heard you tell the and story. so she then basically she, I got up to give the number. She left. I was like, oh my god. So I was in the middle of the restaurant, panicking. Sat back down. I was like, oh god. So I called the maitre d' over. Excuse me, sir. Were they walk-ins that they reserve a table? He said they reserved one. I said, this Can literally it? happened in about time as well. Did it? Oh my god! No, they went to a, a restaurant where they can they see each other. No, but he still said that line of were they walk-ins or did they reserve? Whoa! Did they really? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh my because god! Because okay. when he forgot about her, he went back and carry on, carry uh, on, carry on. So then on he's, he said they were walk-ins, and I said, can I look at their name? And he said, sorry, so we can't do that. I said, no, please, I, I'm going to marry this girl. Let me do this. So we walked up the registry thing, and we're going through, and, and he, she went, Alice Wigan. I went, she doesn't look like an Alice Wigan. <laughs> she really doesn't look like an Alice Wigan. She more looks like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like Victoria. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, Alice Wigan. Okay, so I was searching on Instagram, all these kind of things. Where is she? As I was doing that, they walked back in. So I panicked. I was like, oh, my God, couldn't do anything. So I walked out, freezing cold, in my T-shirt. I was like, oh, my jacket's inside. This is just the worst thing in the entire world. Walked back in, said to Matri, I can't go and ask her now. Can you just give her my number, give it to the girl? And he said, sure, I will do. Didn't hear anything for five days. And she sent me a message saying, I can't believe you didn't ask me for your uh, number, my number yourself. Really? So I said, let's go on a date. So I took her to... Um, I took her to an art gallery called Basquiat. 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 Okay, same. No. Didn't know. No an idea. Because I thought she would like art. Turns yeah. out she doesn't really enjoy art. But we went <laughs> it, it normally takes an hour and a half to go around the whole thing. It took us thirty minutes, and we went for dinner. And it was just the and it was great. And those meet cutes are the ones that kind of go forward. That is That's such so a good story. Really yeah, it was cool. However, the thing is, it's I think it's like I don't want to go too deep into this, but it's sort of like, would you have like obviously there's every time. Go for Sorry, it. Sorry, my mind's really going quicker than my words can come out. Essentially, I think that's so lovely because you had sensed there was this moment and clearly it was mutual because she fancied you too. But is there a chance that you thought you had a moment and she was just like, oh, that guy was in my way when I was on my way back from the loo and <laughs> didn't fancy you at all. And, but I suppose then she just wouldn't have messaged you. Well, I, I think... You weren't really like harassy. You were just like... I, I, honestly, believe, I honestly believe in life. And I think this is where... So guys, I, you know, I was... 
all guys are way more insecure than girls. I really think this. Guys are so insecure, and girls are actually pretty confident. And and they always and and the reason why girls, I suppose, have this sort of persona of being a bit more insecure is because they talk about it more than guys mm, do. And yeah. and that's probably the reason behind it. But actually, guys are super insecure. Um, and I think it's just about having confidence in yourself and just going to do it. And so. There have been plenty of girls who don't fancy me, and I really fancy them. Like, <laughs> she definitely fancies me, and they do not. <laughs> like, I mean, but I think it's also about the. I think uh, it, persistency is is key in like a quite a charming way. Mm. So I think if you have a moment where you kind of fancy, just be persistent with it, in a kind of glorious way. Okay, do you know what this? This let's come back to buyer of the week because this fully leads us into unrequited love. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Because I think the interesting thing, like Livia and I were thinking, have we ever experienced unrequited love? And we both sort of agreed that we don't think we really experienced unrequited love but definitely unrequited feelings for someone yeah definitely oh you both have yeah Yeah, definitely absolutely like you know almost every single guy (laughs) no someone who doesn't fancy you back yeah that's that is it right yeah but 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 that's 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 bizarre to me because i wouldn't expect that from you girls i think guys would jump at the occasion that's not i I know it's true (laughs) I I i think it happened more when i was younger but this is what i was gonna say do you think that there is a sense, because I think I did feel like this when I was younger, like this this particular guy, like we weren't ever in a relationship or anything. There was no reason for me to decide that I had these really intense feelings for him. It was sort of all in my head. And I wonder if there's like this weird fetishization of unrequited love where you sort of just indulge yourself in it because it there's something quite appealing about feeling like you're longing for someone and being in that kind of painful state of mind. I think you think that because you're like a tortured artist who writes songs. I personally <laughs> do not <laughs> enjoy you, it. <laughs> can I can I just explain why though? So if you look a at... Tortured po- artist. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a tortured artist. I'm a very normal artist. Um, <laughs> you're all tortured. If you, look, if you look at like popular culture, how often is it that unrequited love is a topic in songs, in films, in poems? All the goddamn time. Yeah, it is. Like it is. There is something romantic about being in that state well, of you longing. You would get a storyline out of, oh, these people both fancied each other at the same time and they got together and it was all great and smooth sailing and they had a nice relationship. But I also, I also think it's, um, I think it's more kind of. Uh, not not as deep as all that. I think that people like people sort of 
go for unquite, unrequited love because uh, people, for some reason, especially in the UK, we we like people we like things when we're rejected. Yeah, you and want I what don't, you can't have. Yeah, you want yeah. what you can't have. And so if something comes across easy, it's almost this is the problem with our current situation. This is really and this is why love is so irritating at the moment because what we always do is we almost push ourselves towards not loving things. Where it, it's bizarre. You hold your feelings back. No, but not even that. You, you we you people, guys and girls, we fall into a relationship with someone and who is great, who is fantastic, but then we always think something is better. Mm. But yeah. which is the, the stupid and probably that's because of social media or whatever it is, Stage but we, we we almost make ourselves unhappy mm. when in fact we've got the coolest person right there in front of us and we should go for. And it's because when something is too easy, it seems boring. If you play a game that you, if you, for example, the reason why people like playing PlayStation games or whatever is because it's quite hard to complete them. Mm. If you could complete a game very easily, you wouldn't like it. Mm. The reason why Zelda and things like that was so popular because it's like an end. I've never played it. It was like an endless world. Wasn't it? That just never <laughs> finished. So that's the same with love. Is that if you are constantly rejected by someone and pushed away, you you automatically like them more. Completely. That's ex- like. Pretty much my dating struggle <laughs> so far has always been like, I'm not someone who's going to say, no, guys, fancy me, because I know some do and some have done in the past. Uh, but the tr- what's always happened with me is that I never fancy the ones who fancy me and the ones yeah, I do like well. don't like me back. Yeah. And th- But is that is that because I don't like... Uh, do I not like them because they like me? And do I like the ones because they don't like me? Pooh, mind blown. It's so frustrating, though, because I catch myself doing that as well because often I'm the same. Like, the ones I like never like me and the ones that like me, I'm like, meh. But is that because it's it feels too easy? And No, uh, yeah, it's a tricky one. I think it's... A, I remember... Yeah, so when I when I wasn't do when I started doing the show, it seemed to be a lot easier to date for some reason, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was on TV, and it just I was easier to date. <laughs> I have no idea why. But before that, I used to fancy people who didn't fancy me, um, and I think I think there's I think there's also a few things. But firstly, when when someone when you when you when someone fancies you and you don't really fancy them, you're you're so much more yourself mm. because you don't really care as That's much. True. So you're not trying. You're not trying. Exactly. Mm. So when you when you so you fancy someone else and you don't really know if they fancy you and they probably don't, you're not really being yourself. You're so much more aware you're of nervous. of how you're acting, how you're behaving. So every single instant, every single note, every single body movement they do, you're like, does that mean they don't like me? Does that mean they're not? Yeah. And so you you judge everything to to a needle point. And that's why it's so much more you're so much more aware of it all yeah completely agree do you guys think though because i think something you see a lot in popular culture but actually also just in real life with friends and stuff some people say that they are in love with someone who doesn't love them back and it's not even someone they're in a relationship with maybe it's a friend they've had for ages or you know i don't know someone they've got to know through work or something do you think you can actually be in love with someone that you're not with I was thinking about this the other day. I I don't know if it is possible to actually be fully in love with someone that has never loved you back. You know what I mean? Like if you've if it's an ex and they and you were in love and then they dump you and you're still, you know, totally besotted with them. I think that is unrequited love, but I think when it's someone that you don't know and you've never actually No, not that you don't know. Like you've, that you've know never them. been but you've never been in a relationship with and you've never been in love together. I don't know. If I you can. I was in love with someone that I was never in a relationship with. Really? Oh my god! So in love, Tintin. 
She's actually getting married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love. Oh, yeah, yeah. Congrats, Ten. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Was she a friend? Tell us oh, about God. I mean, she was, so she was a year above me. She was a friend, family friend. We went on so many holidays. It's the oh. first girl I was in love with. Oh. And uh, we went to Hong Kong together. I was in love with her there. And we always had this thing. And then we went to Croatia together on a boat, two separate boats, family holiday. And I remember, this is why, so to everyone listening, this is why don't live with the regret. And this is what I, I, I do these kind of talks with my business partner around the country where we talk about setting up a brand and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we talk about the fact that like never have regrets because regrets are the worst thing in the world. My biggest regret in life, it's my only regret, sitting on the rocks in Croatia, Tintin McDonald was next to me. It was about 3 a.m. in the morning. I must have been 16 years old. Just got my GCSE results. All B's, two D's and a C. <gasps> Not good. Yeah, really. Parents weren't happy. No way. Could have been worse. It was. It could have been worse. We're sitting on the rocks together. She was drunk. I wasn't. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was consensual. And I mean she was just a bit tipsy and I and I I was sixteen, so I didn't really know what was going on. And we had this moment, this like moment where I should have kissed her. And I didn't kiss her. And to this day, I was like, I regret it. Yeah, Yeah, because I didn't have that. Because I was too nervous, because I was too aware of being rejected and what they would think. And, oh, God, that movement, does that mean they fancy me? Does it not? Once if I go into the kitchen, she says no. You were tipsy, too. Oh, I wouldn't get... You need to be drunk to do stuff. A little bit of that juice doesn't help. This is what I'm saying (laughs) in my podcast today. There's no such thing as... (laughs) If 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 you don't drink, then this is probably true. But there is no such thing as sober sex when you're not in a relationship. There is no yeah. it's a myth. I agree. It's it a, is myth. a myth. It's no. a total myth. Yeah, completely. I've done it Don't once and it, it was <laughs> awful. You realise how bad you are. Yeah. <laughs> do, do I go there? What do I do? God, are yeah. you having a god? Are you all right? Oh. When you just even got a little bit of that extra confidence and relaxed inhibitions, you just sort of like gloss over all the awkward bits and don't mm. really care. But then, yeah, I imagine if you're sober, that <laughs> my my mum, she's hilarious. She always tells me the story when she was with my dad. My parents divorced when I was eight. She said when she was with my dad, she was very like conservative and all these kind of things. And she thought, God, I'm so conservative with sex and all this kind of stuff. And we're quite open with stuff. And she said when my dad, <laughs> my dad broke up with and divorced her, she was like, I've been so conservative for about ten years of this whole kind of thing I'm going to go and she said to me when I broke up your father if someone had told me to piss on the walls I would have done <laughs> she was like I'll just no don't care anymore I'll go for it because what do you have to lose it's so funny though she said so just don't care yeah it's so, so wise. wise love it okay so what do you guys think do, you, do what do you think people should do if they are suffering I don't know if suffering is the right word but experiencing unrequited love what can you do? I think if you're in a situation where it's a friend or where it's someone who you feel that you have some sort of basic relationship with, tell them. But there's so much at stake. Yeah, there's so much at I stake. I know, but if you don't, if you don't, or just at least try and assess properly if they might have feelings for you too. Also, and if, if you think they do, then I think you should absolutely tell them and just see what happens. And if they turn you down, they turn you down, you move on. But if they're in a relationship? If they're in a relationship, Relationships hard. Harder. I think I think you've got to be real with these situations, and if you're feeling that kind of love towards you, then you gotta gotta just relax. I think communication is so key. Yeah, definitely. If you're in a relationship, God, it's hard. I mean, it's the way. If you're not, if you're feeling like rejection, all those kind of things, and you're in a loving room and you love that person so much, it's just horrendous. But I I I think that if you if you're dating someone and you're not feeling the love being given back, you kind of got to say to them, look, 
is this going anywhere or is this not? Because otherwise you're gonna get yourself more into a deeper hole and be more upset and yeah. those kind of things. It, yeah, if basically if you feel you like them more than they like you. Yeah. Yeah, but Have that's it, so tricky because I've like I've sort of done that in the past with guys. to someone. Yeah. You and dick. and you be no, or just no, as as in actually the other way around. Like I think I like them more than Oh, okay. They like me. <laughs> yeah, we'll say that one back. Yeah. Um and I tried to like establish where their heads at. And often people find it people have a really hard time saying that they don't they that they're not as interested because yeah. even if they're not there's something in the brain that's like, well, what if I want to, you know, come back to you later and reserve you, you know? Mm. So it, you just get spun this web of bullshit to like keep you on tab, but what? you know, give you enough to hold on to. It's just ridiculous. I heard, I heard this, um, this interesting thing going back to my facts that when, when, so, <laughs> yeah, when someone, when someone dies, uh, so someone that you love dies, you that your body releases a pheromone in your head, like a chemical in your head that makes you. Um, be able to deal with the situation so it, it releases something in your body that makes you think happy thoughts about them and you miss them in a nice way and all these kind of things and so tinted glasses essentially pretty much yeah. right so that's yeah. where so when you so the remorse is easier so you can handle the death easier so you don't really panic into it and the same kind of pheromones are released when you break up with someone because they your your body thinks that you someone you, you love mm. has died so yeah. it only makes you think happy thoughts so when you're having when people go into rejecting someone or saying we're going to break up the reason why they go ah, oh, oh god maybe no it's because their body is going wait no you're losing someone now we're going to release these pheromones to make you think happy thoughts about them so only think great things about them so in fact it's your body tricking you so it, it, so this is the thing if you ever in a relationship and you're going right i need a break up with someone and then you when you break up with them you go oh no actually wait no i think i made a huge mistake it's actually not your body is tricking you to making you to believe you mm. made a mistake you've actually made the right decision unless you've made the wrong decision then <laughs> go back and change it which is why people rebound after a while i Love think it. when like an ex comes back to like haunt you but with you guys so how many does it happen to you a lot where guys you get that you get sort of rejected or no in a sense because um, i can't imagine i got no. dumped like three months ago no brutal. yeah what happened? You have to tell us. Oh, it was a bit shit. But it's okay now. I'm seeing someone new. Yeah, but oh, look at that <laughs> swish of the hair. Look at that. Sassy. Now, but now, fuck it. I'll just say it. Now he's come back out of nowhere of and it's like, I want to hang out. Like, let's meet up again. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> but and that's something. And wait, how come he? How come he broke up with you? What was because, the reason? Because it was just some bullshit reason. Like, oh well, I think we're different, and I don't think it's gonna go anywhere, and I don't see like a future, that kind of thing. Very lame. It was so just, lame. Yeah, and just you know when people just say stuff just to like you know ease the ease the pain, but then was like, oh, but you know I think you're so hot. I was like, oh, great, oh thanks. Oh god. <laughs> Wait, hang on. How old is this guy? Oh, like twenty, mid twenties. He's twenty five. I think. He's yeah. twenty five. Yeah. Okay, and he's working. Mhm. Mm okay, and you fancied him a lot. Mhm. Mm Damn it. Mm. And how long were you guys dating for? Oh, like three months. Yeah, but still, that's that's still, the core. Yeah. That's the beginning of that. That's the, the beginning. That's when you're like really into it. Yeah. Which is going to lead us on to the next topic. But that is when you're like, oh my God, this person's amazing. And just as, you know, it starts to get going and you maybe progress from seeing them to like, I don't know, maybe they become your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Like, yeah, that's sort of, I would say from that, that progression. Three months is when it's make or break to be like, are we going to be yeah. officially exclusive and a thing? Yeah, maybe not boyfriend and girlfriend after two, three months, but like, I suppose exclusive. I don't really know. Something yeah. happens, I think, after that period of time. I think with I think with guys like that, if they start coming back, unless they are, unless it's my brother, who is like the nicest person I've ever met. I'm not kidding. My brother went. Is he single? He's not, he's married, but he is, honestly, I, I, he is, 
So he's he's firstly the cleverest guy I know. He went to Oxford and studied classics, and he's now oh. work, he, and he now works as an analyst. And he's just never done anything wrong in his life. Never really got drunk. He's just the nicest human ever. And he broke up with his girlfriend. He's been with his well, his wife now for twelve years. Oh. Um, but he was at when university with her, so they've been together for twelve years, type thing. And he broke up with her towards the end of university because he didn't know if it was the right thing for them. And then he realized he made a mistake and said, "Actually, no, I really want you back." And married her. Oh. And so in those kind of situations it does work however yeah. if if you you can tell the type of guy mm. if they suddenly come running back they just yeah. uh, nah they're it's just, just it just uh, maybe more or just to realize that they have made a mistake but they're probably going to do the same thing yeah, again yeah Anyway, sorry, that's my view. He probably saw you at your gig and was like, oh, my God, she's fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's fire. She's, yeah. That's what guys say. Oh, God, she's fire. <laughs> I've never said that before. Nor have I. I've never said that. In, I've never <laughs> said she's fire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're fire. You're fire. <laughs> but uh, all, uh, in all honesty, shall I? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I some I have that quite a lot where I go gung-ho into things and then I'm like, oh, God. Yes, oh. okay, yes, this is it. Next topic of discussion, perfect. Go on, tell, yeah. us about, tell us about what you do, Jamie. So what I tend to do is I go into things pretty hard and then put the brakes on and go, actually, well, no way, I'm not so in love with you, I'm not those kind of things. And that's fine and cool and relaxed when you're just kind of dating someone and things and it's only been like, whatever. And I do that because I'm quite, a, I'm not intense, but I'm super like enthusiastic, enthusiastic and yeah. want everything to be good and want everything to do these kind of things. And I think what I do is that I... I'm a huge people pleaser, so I want everyone to like me. So yes, I, I can relate. Yeah, so I want them to have the best time ever. Mm. And normally, we do. We had, there are great dates, and we had the best time ever together. So they go, and that's the beginning bit, where you're trying everything to make yourself look like a superhero. But in fact, the cracks are real <laughs> deep behind it all. Anyway, you do these kind of things, and then uh, you realize you're not into it. And they have a fantasy of what, it, what this is what it, it's always going to be like, this funness and excitement and all these kind of things. And in fact, you kind of know it's probably not always going to be like that. And it, the problem is, is that when you get into that three-month period, four-month period, and you're pretty much with someone, and then you're kind of going, God, is this right? Mm. And I always double think. I always go... Do I want this in a relationship? Do I want to be in this relationship right now? Yeah. I think it's a natural pause period, though, after that, like, three months. Is it? Yeah, I think so, because it's... So this is interesting. Why, though? Because in the initial few months, you're in this kind of, like, really idealised haze where this is a new person and everything you experience together is completely new. So you kind of get high off of it, yeah. in a way, and that keeps it going. But that's inevitably going to start to fade a little bit mm -hmm. after those three or four months when you start to get used to each other's company and you start developing habits as a couple. And I think when that sort of goes, the initial like buzz goes away a bit, that's when you start questioning. You're like, okay, is this actually something that I see as a long-term thing or not? And I imagine that's when you have the freakouts. Okay, so <laughs> my view is... <laughs> <laughs> um, just uh, while everyone's just thinking about their lives right now. Yeah, yeah. just contemplating. Literally, oh, couldn't be like more shit. present. <laughs> okay. okay, no, so my experience is I've never really had this like falling really hard for someone and getting totally smitten. And I'm questioning whether is that because that's the type of person I am or is it because I haven't met the right person that's going to make me fall really hard? So, Jamie, my question for you is, is this something you do with every girl you start seeing? As in, is it something inside of you or is it the girl? Okay, so that's super interesting. So I, I think about this a lot as well. So you've never, ever had that undying kind of like can't breathe kind of love? No. You haven't had that? 
I don't think I have either, actually. Really? Yeah, okay. we're so heartless. I've, I've had it once. I've had it once when I was 16 years old, Daisy mm. Dodd Noble. I'm actually having dinner with her tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, Daisy. yeah. My, oh, my God. I, it's one of those moments. I was 16 years old. Uh, she broke up with me after a month and a half. I thought I, I was so in love with her. I can't tell you. And I remember I was on my hands and knees and I was so, I was sobbing so much. She broke up with me. My tears were landing on her grey plimsolls and making marks. I thought, this is low. <laughs> I thought, what am I Gray's doing? Grey's worst colour as well. Oh, That's God. And she must have thought, this is pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> I do think when you're a teenager, I'd be feel all these things harder. Anyway. But I think, yeah. so my, my kind of, um, sort of counter to this situation is if you if you if you haven't felt it then i suppose we could work that out but if you have felt that i think this is why this is so funny. i was being i was saying why does time speed up why when we're younger does time seem to go so slowly and as we get older it seems to go really quicker do you get that so like yeah, the, when yeah. we're at school freaking hell that it would take yeah. ages for the summer holidays mm. to arrive now summer's coming around and it's literally like last yeah, summer and i think that's because all of we don't really have that many first experiences anymore so the first time we get in trouble the first time we have our first kiss the first time we experience this and so when you experience it it's a huge moment in our lives so it, the time goes much slower type thing so i think that when you when for me i first had that first ever love it was so bizarre and so alien to my whole mm. body i didn't really know what was going on that it was then i haven't had that since because you can't it's like having heroin for the first yeah. time you know you have that you have that hit which <laughs> by the way i've never kids. done heroin <laughs> I've never done that. I've tried opium, but yeah, yeah. But as in, so yeah, you haven't really experienced that. You haven't you haven't experienced it for you experienced it once, so then you can't really experience it again. So I think everyone's trying to discover that first ha <sighs> ha moment yeah. of love and in fact it doesn't really happen that way again because you can't really experience that first love. I don't think because I haven't. Um, but if you've never experienced it. There is someone on the horizon for you. Thanks, Jamie. So <laughs> I do, yeah, I do always say that. I do think it's about the right person. It because, is. Because prior to like this year, every guy I've dated, I've been like, oh, it just feels wrong. It just feels uncomfortable. I just don't feel like this is something I want to commit to. But then you date people that you actually like, and then all of that stuff, just all the stuff you thought was weird, just feels normal and natural. Yeah. And then the only weird thing about it is that it's not weird. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. I'm hopeful. <laughs> Stay hopeful. But yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> don't, do you know what I stupid do? I, um, recently I've done this. I go into, and weirdly enough, as much as like people actually see me on TV and stuff, I don't actually go have a girlfriend that often. In my life, I've only ever had six girlfriends ever. And uh, quite a lot. it's actually You're quite a few lot. years older, I guess. Yeah, I am. Yeah, 29. So I've had like six, so I've had six girlfriends, but I've never really, I've dated a lot of people, but I've never really had full of blown girlfriends. Um, but recently I've been, dating people that not just because of the love side because I go okay they are great at this and great at that and it's like a trump card almost you know, do you remember mm. trump cards oh, I yeah. go so they have these quite rather than going Top actually trump. no I just love this person for them yeah. and I think that's what I'm doing wrong occasionally oh. so do you guys do that do you look at someone as a trump card or do you look at it just purely as love I, I look at it in, in terms of how comfortable I feel around them really yeah and how much I feel like I can be myself around them Okay. Because so often, when I was at uni particularly, I would see guys or go on like for a few first dates with guys and just feel constantly on edge. Like typically they were these very like chauvinistic like guys with huge egos. You need to meet some different guys. I know, <laughs> I know. And it was just incompatible and I just always felt like 
I couldn't ever really be myself. And I think when you do feel like you can be yourself, then all of the, you know, are they are they interested in this? Are they do they live here? Do they you know all those little trump card qualities just kind of go out the window? Disappear, right? Yeah, I think we have very different dating histories. Because oh yeah, we do. All the guys <laughs> I've dated are like lovely and such nice, good guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your face, <laughs> <base. laughs> like great. They guys. are lovely. Yeah, they're so patronizing. <laughs> You're <laughs> sweet. Oh, I'm so mean. That's not what I meant. It's like the least sexy description. Yeah, I know. Given. So unsexy. <laughs> Imagine like Casper the friendly ghost i mean do you like that's literally what i'm imagining yeah yeah well anyway um i dated great guys but that was never quite enough actually like i i could really be myself with the majority of these guys but i don't know there wasn't enough spark or fireworks so i didn't fancy yeah. them enough but what, what is do you do you want someone who's going to challenge you what is it what do you really desire what like burns you like Christ. yeah Jamie, but it's, that's quite the question what yeah, burns but, you what bur- yeah fire what what, <laughs> what, what really fire, fire. <laughs> yeah what really okay fine what is your kind of what, what do you like in a guy what do you what do you desire what do you want i want someone who is i would just think is awesome i want someone who's amazing who i like will challenge me and broaden my mind and enhance my life and make me happier who i'm also going to fancy the pants off and who's going to make me feel great and but i can also be like oh my god look at my boyfriend yay yeah yeah Yeah, okay so what everyone yeah yeah, the perfect human being okay so you (laughs) want to find you want the perfect guy you want the perfect guy okay exactly (laughs) i know what you're saying that you want someone that you can boast about someone that has achieved boast but no but someone who's an achiever who is ambitious and wants to do stuff with their life and is like enthusiastic and like wants to go out and do different things and not just like sit around and be average Mm. no so that's so that's so true guys and that's what you can never never be with someone who is just there sorry that was merely me burping but i didn't quite burp (laughs) but you should never i never settle for someone who just doesn't stimulate you in those guys someone who pushes your boundaries who literally goes right right we're going to do this and that and actually and has bad points but also his good points outweigh the 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 bad ones and yeah and and so many people and this is what's so frustrating and loads of people go to me well why haven't you that person was great why don't you that and i go just i don't not quite enough and you you really can't settle because it li- the, this is a topic. So uh, life, when when I was younger, I thought that um, what we need in life was uh, well, what I did. I was like, okay, I want fame, richness, all these qualities. Were actually mean shit all. They don't actually mean anything. And and I, you know, I want to start a business and be successful and all these kind of things. But that doesn't make you happy. The ultimate brand in life is actually friends and family and starting. And, yeah. and the ultimate brand is starting a family, right? And you can't settle when you do that. That's why I've worked out in business. No one settles. You don't go. Oh, I'm just going to go and settle at this or whatever. I'm going to just do this anything, and and that's not even the ultimate. The ultimate is your family. So why just settle? And so many of my friends have settled. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Don't we all see it. Yeah, we all see it, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's okay. I can just, you know, we're friends. Fear and of being alone or something. It's that it's that yeah. security, right? It's yeah. a security reason. And I understand that's okay, but we should really go out there and just discover because there are so many things and so many people out there to discover and experience and really go for it. Yes. Oh my gosh, Jamie. Do you know what? I think I really needed this pep talk. <laughs> I was really getting like, I was really getting to the point a few days ago. Where I was like, I've dated so many guys, and I haven't found anyone who's stuck around, or that you know that I've liked enough as to that no one's stuck. And I'm like, yes, you're yeah. right. But also, I think that we probably all. I mean, we're probably victims. Of this we probably stick in a bubble, right? Mm. Yeah. 
okay, we stick in a bubble. We know everyone in the bubble. People who we meet otherwise are going to be in the bubble. And I think it's really important to step outside of that. And that's why I never ever, I never date anyone who my friends know or things. I always date people that no one really yeah, knows. Yeah, I think Just, that's really important. It's so important because otherwise there's already, there's already the, the, lev- the cliff is already gone down it's already eroded a little bit because someone knows or something like that you want to find someone who's completely different who's separate really? yeah. Yeah, I really think so friends of friends is a good way to go no but I think sometimes Settling. it can be really difficult because then it, it kind of provokes like a gossip culture around the relationship and like yeah. it, it can make that can make things so much worse like I've got friends who have dated mutual friends and it just makes it so complicated because it becomes like Chinese whispers like well he said this to me and well he said this to me but what does that mean and because everyone knows everyone it's impossible to actually make your own judgments. Classic men, Chelsea. <laughs> oh God, it's so many. But it's so true. And also, the other thing is, is because we all have this, we all have, it's so funny, we, in life, we want to all fit in. Like, this is my, so why fit in when we're born to stand out, right? Stand out, that's 100%. True. And we all want to fit in. So we all want to be invited to the dinners that our friends are putting on. And we always want to be around our friends. And why have my friend phone not phone me or phone the other people? Mm. And so it's so much easier to date someone that our friends know because then we're all mixing it together. And God, my friend's friends with her and then we're all going to my house. And it's all basically an ego thing. That yeah. it's just validation. So when you date someone who's completely separate to anyone else, you have to introduce to their family in a sense, metaphorically, and we mm. we introduce them to our family. And so they're not quite you're not quite as included as everything else. So you feel like you're FOMOing, you're left out. But in fact, you experience so much different kind of emotions, and that's where I really think that people kind of find their partners when mm. it's someone who no one really knows. And they say like 86% of people have already met their partners. That's because yeah. they don't really want to step outside their groups yeah. that much. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I it's, love that. So that's what you got. That's why being on Bumble is a great. Yeah, because <laughs> you just All meet right. some real. <laughs> I'm on brand. In my, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take a picture of my Bumble T-shirt and probably go back on Bumble. <laughs> also, other dating apps are available. As I mentioned, I'm enjoying Hinge, or I was until I quit it. Hinge. Yeah, yeah. Listen to last week's app. I explained Hinge. Guys, the time has gone so quickly. Is that it? I, yeah. I know. It's we haven't done the fast. disaster. We haven't done the bio. But we had so much other good stuff to talk about. Mm. And obviously, I feel like we could <laughs> carry on talking I for mean, a long time. All day, I could go for I this. Know, I love this. It's so good. It's my favourite thing to do. We talk have about so much fun every week. Yeah, we hope everyone enjoys listening as well. Um, on that note, we have to wrap things up. So please do subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes because this helps other people discover the podcast, and it makes us really happy. And you can send us your dating disasters and dilemmas, and we will get to them when we have time <laughs> to read them out. Promise. Um, at millennial.love at independent.co.uk, or you can tweet us at Olivia Petter one or Rachel underscore Hosey. And all stories will be kept anonymous, which you might enjoy. You can also contact us by joining our Facebook group. And this is where we discuss topics from the podcast, news from the dating world. And we ask you guys for feedback because we love hearing from you. So all you have to do is go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash millennial dot love. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. No, you guys are fire. Honestly. (laughs) No, this podcast is great. Congratulations. Everyone should subscribe. It's awesome. Fire. No worries. Fire. <laughs> fire. Everyone for listening. You're fire. If you give us a five star rating. Fire. Yes. Big fans. Extra fire. Mm. Um, but it's been so much fun. Genuinely. You've Thank been you. brilliant. We've laughed a lot. I feel like you really inspired me. No, you guys have inspired me. <laughs> Mutual inspiration. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. 
Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.